We are I. There's two things rolling through my mind right now. One of them is how do you how do you know or what do you leverage now to know that you are patriotic? That you're proud to be from the country that you're from. Like what are the things that you actually point to and say, this is the reason why? Like these these are the reasons why. These are the people. These are the representatives. Like I am proud to be here. I'm proud to be a Canadian because. And I was thinking this morning, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, there's a part of me that looks back at the stoicism of uh, RCMP dressed in all red, you know, with like that really unique style of hat on. On the back of a horse, you know, on a mountain range. You know, like that makes me proud to be Canadian. Like that image makes me proud to be Canadian. Some of the stories behind it makes me proud to be Canadian. But then I speed that up and I think of the RCMP today. You know, that doesn't make me proud to be Canadian. When you have the RCMP commissioner lying and covering up for, you know, a prime minister that I don't want to be in office. Never mind the hundreds of thousands of more examples that you could point at that don't represent what I want Canada to represent or what my ideals represent. You know, I think of the Hudson's Bay Company. I look at this company and how iconic it is to the Canadian brand. You know, those blankets with the, you know, rainbow colored stripes on them and the rainbow used to mean something different. HBC, there's just, there's so much rich history, even out here in BC from the Hudson's Bay Company. I can't even imagine what it's like in Eastern Canada in some of those small towns, you know, around Hudson's Bay. You know, but an American company owns it now. You know, it's just, it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel the same at all. You know, when I look at Canada's history of an opportunity to be able to prosper, you know, where the only person getting in your way was you. So if you didn't get in your own way, you had the real opportunity to prosper. And not that that's not similar today, but it's very much different than what it once was. You could find your corner of this great land. You could find your place. And if you were willing to be able to extend yourself in unique ways, you could create something for yourself. You know, but that's not, that's not really how it is anymore. 
You know, and I say that because like you think of the people who are trying to do that, the people who are working two or three jobs. And it's like, well, is that what it was like back then? The equivalent to working two or three jobs today and having very little left over and having to save and scrape and, you know, eat less. You know, there was not necessarily no food banks back there, but you were relying on maybe your neighbor. And then you had to, re- you know, each other rely upon each other to be able to be successful and not to starve to death. You know, so is it equivalently the same? And I don't think that it is. I don't think that, I don't think that it is in regards to when people came from this land or came from, came to this land from other lands. One of the main reasons why they came is because there could be a group of guys that ride in on horses and say, in the name of the king, give me all you got or give me a portion of what you got. And this land was supposed to be different. Not as much in Canada, definitely the United States. It was supposed to be different, but we had something a little bit different here where it wasn't supposed to be like that. You know, but now we have the government just going in and actually seizing your bank account, and it could be for multiple different reasons. They don't have to send the guys on horses anymore. They can just do it electronically. You know, whether you owe them a little bit in back taxes or whether, you know, they don't agree with what you're protesting or, you know, any of the other multitude of reasons why now in Canada, the government says, and it will, because it has, seize your bank account. Well, that's the same thing. It's just today's version. It's the 2023 version of the men riding in on horses. I mean, like, that's not my Canada. That's not my Canada at all. My Canada is the RCMP that that protects me and you against the government, from the government. Like that was its original job. And that's not even remotely close to what it is anymore. They're a part of the problem instead of the solution. They're a part of the solution. They would have stand in solidarity with their fellow blue and white collar workers in this, in this country against the tyranny of the government during COVID. And they didn't. Canada has become a laughing stock of the world. Floating around on Twitter right now is the criticism of the Hamas leaders thanking Canada, Australia, New Zealand, thanking the leaders, putting out a video thanking them, you know, for promoting a ceasefire. So it's a heavy amount of criticism. Whether or not that that's actually legitimate or not, and you believe there should be a ceasefire, which I believe there should be a ceasefire. Don't think that any more innocent men, women, and especially children in the Gaza Strip need to be killed anymore. But it's another reason why that Canada has become a laughing stock on the world stage because of Justin Trudeau and Jagmeet Singh. And they can't understand 
why that the conservatives are polling higher than both the Liberal Party and the NDP combined. You know, it's because when Pierre stands there, whether or not he's going to do any of this or not, it speaks to the people and it speaks to so many people, the ideals that he promotes. Because I think it taps back into what, you know, he's, or what we're all saying, well, we want Canada back. We want it back. If you want to own a handgun, you want to legally, you know, go down the route of acquiring a handgun, you want the right to be able to do so. But now that that law, that bill has passed in the Senate, you don't have that option anymore in Justin Trudeau's Canada, which is insane, which is absurd. You know, when you have a a leader that, you know, thanks and admires dictatorships around the world and then implements that same authoritarian style way of governing to us as Canadians, when somebody speaks to the opposite of that, yes, it's very appealing. Because no, we don't want that. That's not the role of the government here in Canada is to be able to, you know, dictate to the people what it wants. It's like, no, no, we want something different. The majority of Canadians always say we want something different. The majority of Canadians, the individuals on in this land say we do not want what Justin Trudeau represents. And we sure as the fuck don't want what Jade Meek Singh represents. Because nobody, the majority of Canadians, never voted for either one of those motherfuckers. Now we have to live with a coalition government of both of them. And how on earth does that make, like, that alone, too, does not represent what I think Canada stands for. That two people that the majority of Canadians don't want, you take a minority class of two people, which means that the majority of people do not want their ideals. But we allow them to be able to form coalition governments that can go toe-to-toe with what the majority of Canadians want. How in the fuck does that make sense? How? That, to me, and I know this has been a long-standing tradition in our, in our politics, but these are some of the things that I think really erode what Canadians like me think what Canada should stand for. Because if you have five people in a democracy, if three of those people say we actually don't want what the, the other two people want, that's a democracy. Those other two people have to live with it. Like that's, that's literally the very simplified definition of a democracy. A democracy shouldn't be that those two people can then say, okay, well, if we band together, I'll give you a little bit of what you want. You give me a little bit of what I want, vice versa. And now we have more power than the three. Like that's subsequently what we've created in Canada. How the fuck does that make sense? Like it doesn't make sense at all. Like bestowing a an extra person to each one of those people to say now it's four against three simply because they've joined together. Well, that does not make sense. That does not represent what my Canada represents. Another thing that what I often and lately have been thinking a lot about what doesn't represent my Canada. Everybody knows 
Now, when the government gives you a budget or when you have a budget, if you don't spend that money, they will take some away saying that if I give you $10 and you spend eight, well, next year, I'm going to give you $8 or I'm going to reduce that and adjust it for inflation and give you that number. But it'll be less than 10 because you've now told me that you don't need $10. So then everybody is like, fuck, I have to spend that $10, whether it's wasteful or not. Like everybody knows that that happens. We've all seen it. Now, why isn't it that if the government has this money, our money, our money, I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. It's not government money. It's Canadian citizens' money. If they set out a budget and people don't need that money, they're honest. They say, you gave me $10, I only needed 7 Why doesn't this three go back to the people by way of a rebate? Why does it go back to the government to be gobbled up to some other program where people didn't actually need the money? They just spent it so they could get it or more next year. That's the problem. That is a huge problem. Like those things don't represent my Canada. You know, and we all as Canadian citizens, I don't think have any trouble paying taxes. What we have is a problem of wasting our tax dollars and then taking more and saying you need more when we know that there's government waste at absurd levels. This is tough. This is not only tough for me. This is tough for everybody. This is tough. This is this this sucks. Because you know why a lot of people can't eat because of it. A lot of people. A lot of Canadians. That's why we have record numbers at food banks. My Canada, my Canada does not reflect having record numbers at food banks because they cannot eat. Making a choice between feeding their family or having power or heat or gas to drive to work in their car. It doesn't represent my Canada. My Canada in a place where there's so much, so much food that can be grown. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. So this is a little bit of reflection going into Christmas time when we think and should be thankful for so much. We should reflect back upon the year and asking ourselves, what are we doing to be able to to bring our Canada back? Because the direction that we're going right now, this doesn't represent Canada to me. It almost feels like the name Canada should be taken away from the current administration. And then when something new comes back worthy of the name, they should earn the right to lead Canada. Like actually earn the right. And not just by elections, because we know how much elections are bullshit. When we know, like I said, that Justin Trudeau has never won the majority vote in Canada and then forms a coalition government to be able to maintain it. And is heavily criticized around the world because of it and his policies. He doesn't, he doesn't represent Canada. He's not allowed to be wearing the badge of Canada around the world. It should be an honor. And we should take it away as Canadian citizens saying, no, you represent something different. So you can't wear the badge of my Canada. 
So the question of the day here on this Thursday morning, what do you think? Does this current Canada represent the Canada when you close your eyes? Does this Canada represent that?